It is hard to believe there's only 72 days left in this year. For many of us, 2020 has been quite the challenge, not just with the pandemic, not just with businesses closing down, but more specifically with our lack of fitness and the lack of interest in our nutrition plans. For a long time, I let myself slide and probably just like me, you've let your nutrition go. Maybe you're back at the box, but man, this nutrition is hard to get reeled back in. Well, we've got a solution for you. Own Your Eating has two new challenges starting on November 2nd. And with Halloween around the corner, you're going to have all this candy at home. Who knows what's going to happen, whether there will be trick-or-treaters or whether there won't be. But once that Halloween candy goes on sale, it's hard to resist. So what we're telling you is our new challenges start November 2nd, which means you can start signing up as early as this week. And these challenges are so different than your standard challenge because instead of putting the pressure on yourself to drop 10 pounds in 30 days, what if you just use this challenge as a jumping off point to get a better handle on your nutrition, especially as Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, the new year start to roll in. You can educate yourself with daily content from me, from Roz, from the Own Your Eating team, and gradually improve your behavioral awareness around food. All of a sudden, dialing in your nutrition doesn't sound so daunting. We firmly believe that it's important to just take each day as it comes. And if one day doesn't go so well, no big deal. You haven't failed. Just get back at it tomorrow. You'll get support from me. You'll get support from Roz. And you'll get support from our amazing groups. And the truth is, we run these challenges regularly. No one's ever perfect but everyone still gets great results. You have to drop your expectations about outcomes and stop pinning all of your hopes on the outcomes. That's not what drives results. It's actually what ruins them. Focusing on behavioral changes one at a time and becoming consistent with that habit is actually what drives the results. On your eating is all about mindset. It's not cookie cutter. It's not you have to be perfect. It's not crazy nutrient timing, carb this, protein that. It's small habitual changes that make for long lasting, sustainable results. And that's exactly what these challenges are all about. We actually have two challenges out there. We've got our 30 day transformation challenge, and we've also got our get lean challenge. It really just depends on where you are on your macro journey, but both challenges will help give you assistance with determining your macros, You'll get a private supervised Facebook group, video education, ebook, meal planning templates, daily workouts, daily motivational content, and daily education from both me and Roz. So if you're interested in regaining control of your nutrition, you can click on the link. I'll provide it in the show notes. It's a little bit long, but it's app.sugarwad.com forward slash marketplace forward slash own your eating. I know that's a little lengthy, so I'll put it in the show notes if you're interested. And if you use the code best hour, B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, best hour, all caps, you'll save 10%. Of course, if you have any questions, you can DM me at best hour of their day. You can email me best hour of their day at gmail.com. But here's the deal. This works. You just have to do it, but we're here to support you. And it's not too late to still make 2020 great as far as your nutrition goes. So let's get it dialed in, enjoy the challenge and make some long lasting sustainable changes.
Do you want me to record my own audio? I totally did that as you were hitting the record button. It's all good. We're not super fancy here. Feel, you can record. Are you, can you even do that on Zoom? Well, no, I can record my own audio so that you at least have like a master track, which is what I meant to say as you were hitting the button. You are giving us way too much credit. There you go. By the way, that's Anders Varner talking on the other end because I'm definitely not going to go back and edit this, Anders. So, <laughs> that's so good. This is how we do it. Fern and I, just like the Open, one and done. You know, we, we get in, we get out. We don't care that much about our fitness or our podcast. Actually, I think that means we do. You know, we. I think the fact that you still do the open is really impressive. <laughs> Have you given up on that? I couldn't tell you who finished third place at the games last year. Well, yeah, I think that's a different discussion. I don't care about the competitors. I'm impressed. Don't get me wrong. They continue to impress me. They're phenomenal, et cetera. Yeah. I don't follow it. But yeah. I'll still do the Open. I think I pretty much just have to do it because Fern and I lead by example for our listeners. You know, we yeah. encourage them to do it. We're, you know, Fern's still a box owner, so he has to. And for me, 20 bucks to push myself a little harder than usual five times is worth it. Yeah. Uh, I do not in that I, I feel like my fitness journey right now has – absolutely nothing to do with any competition any performance metrics that took me a really long time to get to that place after competing at regionals four times and really that being my identity was fitness athlete um, crossfitter and uh, I did one of the five last year which just happened to be the clean and jerk one because that looked fun um and I think I got through the round of at 225 pound clean and jerks for like 15 or something like that. Felt cool. Felt, felt like I could still move some weights around and it was good to go. What's funny about what you just said is with your name, I didn't even know you were a regional athlete. I recognize you from Barbell Shrugged and, yeah. and all that stuff that you got going on. So it is funny how people identify themselves. It's, it's also funny that you don't care about this stuff and I'm looking behind you and I see this PRX rig i see you know yeah. hundreds of pounds of bumper plates all nicely organized on your wall so what what's what's evolved over the last few years what's what's changed in your programming and and why what is, what was the kind of turning point in your mind yeah i i mean i struggled with that transition a a decent amount and uh on many levels like the first level was that my business was called CrossFit Pacific Beach. And um, the at, at the point that I stopped competing, I was like, I don't think I'm really that interested in CrossFit at all anymore. Like once you take the competition side out of it, I kind of felt like I needed to create my own brand of fitness because that's what Glassman did. He created his own thing. So why shouldn't I go and create my own thing and my own definition that suits me and the people that I'm coaching? Um, so that was a really tough transition on the business side of things, which ended up me selling the gym just because I quickly learned like all of the people that are paying me to be in this gym right now want CrossFit. And then on a second order of magnitude, they want me to be their coach in CrossFit. So when I say, I don't want to coach you in CrossFit anymore, or 
very passively by just changing the name of the gym and putting in bodybuilding classes and hypertrophy focused things that were like actually interesting to me in like a new way of training and a new way of us uh, figuring stuff out. Um, that became a really tough conversation with the clientele because I just, when I stopped competing, I started to find CrossFit to be very boring in that there's so many other ways to do CrossFit or to get in shape that don't involve that much pain or that much complexity and that much um, conditioning every day, which is what people show up for. And not only on the business side, but then like the, the emotional side of like, man, what does fitness really actually mean to me? Why am I going to keep doing this if there's no sport to play anymore? Um, and that took a couple years. And then, you know, you go from training with intent for the better part of the last 24 years and 12 of that being super dedicated to competing in CrossFit, even from like CrossFit Games 1 through 12 or 10, really, was when I was, I, uh, it was like 10 years of being relatively competitive um, or caring about it a lot. Um, finding a new identity is, is a tough one. Um, and it, a lot of that just comes into finding purpose, which is, uh, I have created this fun little character, my, my little inner superhero just called the diesel dad, because I just want to be a dad that loves working out. My daughter gets to see me work really hard in the gym, in my garage. Um, I want her to see really high quality movement. I want her to know that fitness is important. I want to have a great conversation about food. Um, I want to be strong. I want to be lean. I want to be athletic. And I don't want fitness to dominate my life because for the first time uh, ever, it's, it's really like the fourth most important thing in my day from, um, you know, husband, dad, business, and then fitness shows up. So if I'm, if I'm neglecting the first three so that I can do this fitness thing, it doesn't make a lot of sense, which is the first time it's ever been fourth. Usually it's one. It went from like one to four very quickly. Was that uh, right at the same time you had your daughter? It was, I got married the year before, uh, or the year that I, not quit, but the last year that I competed at regionals. Um, and then I had my daughter a year and a half later. So it was like, a, it's been, last year I competed was 2015. We're 20, she's two and a half, so two and a half years, yeah. I, I do think that by and large is a mistake that your average CrossFitter makes. It's like, we don't use this thing we once found and we're passionate for and love to elevate everything else. It becomes everything yeah. else. And especially your kind of demographic, that was, I mean, and continues to be really fit, but those that were training for regionals especially when regionals evaporated, it was kind of like, well, what's my purpose now? And whether it was regionals or, you know, just life, eventually you're not going to be as fit as you are today Yeah. or at your peak. And yeah. if you don't have those other things, you know, be it a significant other or a, a baby or just other hobbies, you know, what are, what are some other hobbies other than watching your daughter and being the diesel dad 
where did you find, oh wow, I neglected, you know, reading or playing a good guitar? Uh, no, I actually really love lifting weights. Um, that I've just had to do it now in a, in a manner where it doesn't define the person that I am in a way of like, um, lifting weights has always been the thing I've been, I've literally been lifting since I was 13 years old, very consistently. And in order for it to do that, it has to be the common thread through all the stages of your life from, I wanted to play hockey to, I wanted to get girls to, I wanted to go to the CrossFit games to now I, I want to be just a good role model that's healthy and can have an educated conversation and lead by example. Um, that those are kind of the, the qualities that I define myself by now versus being an athlete. And I think that that is that lifting how I lift weights with the, the intent that I lift weights, um, the amount of pressure that I put on myself about lifting weights, like all of those things just have to be shaped around. That's, it's in all honesty, why I created like the little superhero of the diesel dad, because it ties in all of the things that I, I want to be like, I want to be jacked. I definitely want to lift weights for sure. Um, I, I still want to be an athlete, but I have to, do it in a manner where the intent is appropriate and that my priorities are in line. And look, I have 24 years of a savings account of strength and I'm not getting weak. Um, it is cool it, that, that that's one thing that, you know, I've realized too, I started at 13 and I think like most people, we, you joined the gym day one for me, it was wrestling. I want to be the best wrestler for you was hockey. And then ultimately you stay, because of girls. Yeah. You know? Oh, there's, yeah, you at 13, you're not ready for girls. <laughs> yeah, then you're like, wait, I'm getting some attention from girls because I have muscles and my friends don't. But then you're right, you know, you put that, you know, the, the, those pennies in your bank account every day and you could take a week off and you're still strong. You could take a month off and you're still yeah. strong or you can just train smart. And yeah. when you need it, you know, when you want to go for a best, it, it's, it's still there in the tank. So... So that's literally the part that I think that I've really let go of the most is my, is like the idea of the best. Cause if that's only tied to the amount of weight on the bar, then I'm not really, uh, in my eyes, I'm not really understanding what's going on by me being healthy because I, I don't think I'll ever PR again. I, you, I don't even, you say that. Yeah. But you may. I don't think I want to push myself to a point where I'm that like amped up and ready to do it. I mean, I, I'm still inside for almost any day, like 90 plus percent of my lifetime best one RMs. But to think that I'm going to go squat over 425 pounds sounds like an absolute just it's like climbing Everest. I could not imagine walking that out. And I'm like totally happy with it. It's just a mentality thing of checking in to be that aggressive. And that's a mistake in general people make is tying their ego to the outcome of anything they're yeah. doing. Where from what I gathered, and we have a daughter on the way, I think a lot of that is with parenthood, you kind of push these less important things to the side and your ego is more attached to, Am yeah. I doing a good job with this, you know, 
child that I'm trying to rear and develop. For those that know you and your involvement with Barbell Shrugged, you know, over the years, Barbell Shrugged has been one of the leading sources for information for affiliates, for, for so many things. You got the Shrugged Collective with podcasts, some you know, amazing podcasts on there. But you're definitely, at least for the beginning, you were tied into that CrossFit space. So Absolutely. how has this shift for you impacted that? Uh, well, I, I still think that we serve the CrossFit population really well. Um, I think that it's our population and our audience and everyone we talk to started listening to us when they were doing CrossFit, when CrossFit was crazy. Like, I think it's a much more intelligent program now on the whole than 2012. It was madness in 2012. It was just all day, every day, as hard as you can go. And I think that gyms are much smarter. Coaches are much smarter. Everyone is, has a, a relatively intelligent program that they're putting together for people. Um, but on top of that, that was eight years ago when the show launched. And to think that over those eight years, our entire audience hasn't grown by eight years of maturity um, and at least been able to complete, create like a, a full understanding of what CrossFit is or what strength conditioning is or what fitness is and have their own story. Um, I think we've all developed past that. Maybe not past CrossFit. In fact, many of our, much of our audience still is CrossFit people. But I think that our show really has gotten away from CrossFit only to the point that we're only talking about the principles of strength and conditioning. Like I think it's much more of an exercise science uh, which I'm, I'm not an exercise science person. I don't have a degree in that, but um, both Doug and Travis Mash have that. And I learn a lot from them. Um, I learn a lot from our guests, but I think that we just really try to focus on the principles of strength conditioning. If you'd like to use that to get better at CrossFit, you're definitely going to, if you're going to like progressive overload is progressive overload. It's how we present it, how much fun it is, how, how well we're actually reaching people to take action and understand in topics and subjects that we talk about um, and using that in their daily life or in their training. I think that um, even if all of our audience is still CrossFitters, like hypothetically a hundred percent of them, the things that we talk about, which are interesting to me, which are like really these found foundation foundational principles of increasing strength in the theories and, and um, tactics and programs to, to get there. I think all of that remains relatively unchanged. It's, it's all founded in really well-researched stuff. Um, but they're also older, their parents, they might not have an hour to go do CrossFit class because CrossFit class really isn't an hour. It's really two. It takes you 20 minutes to get there, hang out before class starts. Um, it's another 10 minutes to cool down after class, plus, you know, your 20 minutes to get home. I actually ran a poll inside our um, members only group asking people how long their fitness day actually took them and set up the parameters that it was from the time that you mentally check out of wherever you are to 
go to the gym, do your training, and then check back into whatever it is, like your family or work or wherever you were before. And the average answer was over two and a half hours, which to me is totally unsustainable. And I completely understand why people fail at fitness when you hear those numbers. Um, It's too much, but it's probably a 20 minute commute. It probably takes you 10 to 15 minutes to get ready. Now you've added 35 minutes to your fitness on each side of that, plus the social gathering, um, plus showering when you get home. And then now you're finally able to go back to being a part of your family. And that's a long time if you have family. Like it's, it's just a long time to be checked out of what's going on. I think that is probably one of the best things CrossFit taught the world is you don't need two and a half hours. You know, you need yeah. five minutes to an hour on any given day to get pretty fit. And I think, yeah. you know, going off of what you said, for sure, from probably that 2012 era to now, the, the CrossFitter has become a smarter person. And that means yeah. it's not just this idea of more is better, but better is better, which could be the type of training you're talking about, be it, you know, any progressive overload training, hypertrophy, etc. Really just the idea of CrossFit is, hey, we kind of do this as a community. We do it together. We push one another. Yeah. But really what we're doing isn't so much CrossFit anymore. I- ironic. I mean, it is, but, you know, I think, yeah. If someone saw you working out, they'd be like, cool, Anders is doing CrossFit. When in reality, you're doing, you know, tricep pushdowns or whatever. 100%. But if you're doing it with your buddy and there's 80s rock playing and you got bumper plates. As soon of- as you see bumper plates, they think CrossFit. But yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree. I mean, if I'm, if I'm in, in fact, the majority of what I do for training is right around a 20 to 30 minute AMRAP uh, with some sort of conditioning element built into it. Uh, some sort of monostructural piece, um, which if you were to look at it, you would think that I was doing CrossFit. And, but in my brain, because of how I feel about CrossFit and my experiences with it, it's so far from putting metrics on time or a whiteboard or high intensity. It just happens. This is, this is quite literally why the diesel part of the diesel dad thing exists to me, because my garage and this gym that you're looking at faces directly out to a one mile loop that runs around my suburban, beautiful neighborhood. So it's not just a one mile loop. It's like the social scene of everybody in quarantine, uh, like trying to get outside and get out of their house and go walk for a little bit. And there'll be plenty of times where people will just be walking their dog and I'm dying under front squats and you're like me you're with a crazy guy dropping weights or doing I, whatever i'm just like look i'm just like this regular dude in your neighborhood i just happen to be way more diesel than most of them and your husband <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um but that's well, that, like that that to me really is like the 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 cool part is that fitness can evolve and and i love crossfit there's no there's no hard feelings um but it's just it's evolved for me and I think it's great. It's going to have to evolve many, many more times in order for me to do it forever. So this is just another stage. Yeah. I'm sure there are going to be times where you're doing Fran again. Yeah. You, Maybe. You, you never know. That's the cool part. I put up a 258 like six months ago. Right. And that's, you know, it's that like, goes back to the, you've got the, the pennies in the bank account, but also yeah. what you're doing. So long as you're moving every day, you're moving there. every day. Exactly. Yeah. But 
you know, I definitely want to take some time and dive into this. There's some big news coming out. I know, I believe it starts next week, right? The 26th of October. Uh, we have actually, so it's uh, the actual day now is November 6th, which is two weeks later. So we are officially allowed to be in the stores uh, next week, but due to there's like a week changeover period that we have been informed. We do not want to be in the shelves where they throw all of the old things on the shelves out and all of the new things, if they're on the shelves, have a much higher probability of getting thrown out um, just because they don't really know whose display is whose and all of that. But yeah, we're uh, launching. It'll be in stores in San Diego, Vegas, uh, Palm Springs, and LA uh, in Walmart. And uh, that's really cool. Right. It's so really, really cool. In Walmart, for those that didn't hear, Barbell Shrugged is going there. Yeah. How, so, so tell me about this. How does, you know, a, a few dudes that originally started to, to grow, you know, and talk about CrossFit and help affiliates and put some systems in place, wind up on the shelves of like America's meme, Walmart? Um, there's so many cool layers to the story. And uh, I would imagine if you were to, uh, lay out your own life, um, there's like all these little connecting dots that all of a sudden it becomes so obvious when you, um, play them out. Uh, but, uh, when we had the gym in San Diego, uh, one of our members slash like very quiet investors, uh, was John Cena and John Cena, the wrestler. Yeah. So I trained with him for four years and um, it's really cool. He's awesome. And um, yeah, we like, there's, there's many, many cool stories. Like all of them come back when you, when you say that. Um, he, he's one of those dudes too. I mean, if, if you've seen his Instagram, he's always dropping in across the affiliates around the world. I'm assuming yeah. when the WWE is traveling or now he's yeah. doing more movies. So maybe he's in a location a little longer. Um, so yeah, that's what we originally thought happened because he showed up, bought a membership for him and his at then at the time girlfriend Nikki Bella Nicole and paid for a couple months and then didn't come back for a couple months um, and then he rolled in again and then he left for a couple months and then he started to come back more regularly, um, started to develop friendship and um, through the fact that we're just a small gym and we were trying to. Um, grow into a bigger space and one day he just came in and decked it out with all the equipment he was like i'd like this to be my home too he put uh, he put equipment in your gym uh yeah there was a there was a state school in northern california i can't remember the the full name maybe it's like san jose state or some smaller one but whatever it was um if you're a state school you can't sell equipment or you can't sell any of any of the like fixtures at your school. So it's not like a state university is able to like go on Craigslist and be like, Oh, well we have the old strength and conditioning gym sitting in a corner on a pallet right now. Um, but can we like, but we have this new gym that all the athletes use. So all the old stuff was in the back and he dropped in to lift weights and sent, sent me a picture and said, Hey, do you think you can use this? And it was literally like a division one caliber strength program, legit Aleco everything. And we were like, yeah, of course we could use. Meanwhile, they're switching to machines, like the top of yeah, the line. Yeah, like, 
yeah, so there, you know, us in our rinky-dink CrossFit gym moving into a 6,000-square-foot facility that we were, like, already spending so much money on. And then you look at, like, the new demands for equipment, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is so rad. Now we've got thousands of pounds of weights, like 60 barbells in our gym. There's more barbells than we could ever, like – the bar- number of barbells was like past capacity of <laughs> the actual facility. It was incredible. Um, so yeah, he was, he's played a massive role in my life way more than like business stuff, like just as a, a mentor and somebody that I've been able to keep in touch with for eight years now, he's never not returned a text message, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, uh, we went to his house, my name's on his garage door, um, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, so what's the connection with Walmart? Yeah, so we, he is a founder in, uh, not a founder, but he is an investor slash partner in a nonprofit called the FitOps Foundation, which is for military vets that are um, suffering from PTSD. And in their transition from the military to the civilian life, they are trying to get into the training industry. And anytime uh, a fitness opportunity presents itself, uh, and which John Cena is a part of, I typically get a phone call to just come and be a part of it. And, uh, while I was down there, it was during Wadapalooza in which all of our fitness friends are in Miami, partying it up on South beach and having fun at the fit aid booth. And I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Bentonville, Arkansas, you fly into Fayetteville in the middle of the woods with all of these military vets doing podcasts and learning and listening. And it was very, very emotional. And by the time I had gotten up to give my talk about being in the fitness industry, um, I basically heard like seven stories that were the most heart-wrenching, awful things of what military vets go through that have PTSD and how hard it is dealing with their own brain and all this stuff. Um, and I, in a way, just kind of like was not able to give the normal talk that I give to normal trainers that are normally looking for some inspiration and a little bit of guidance. And I stood in front of all of them and and really just like cried, told them how hard it is to make it in fitness. Like it's constantly going to be a struggle, no matter how far you make it, you're always going to like. it's going to be tough and no one's just going to give it to you. You got to go turn yourself into a superhero and go fight the bad people and, and do good. And that talk, uh, went really well in, in it's honesty, authenticity, whatever you want to call it. And somebody that was sitting in the audience just happened to be the buyer for performance nutrition, um, at Walmart for the entire globe all of the Walmarts and walmart.com. And that's really cool. I still had no idea, but that night, of course, like all good weightlifting people do, we have to have like the Friday night max out. Um, so we're, I'm lifting weights with this guy. He's strong. He moves well. He's been following Barbell Shrug for eight years. Um, he does our programs. He, he's basically like part of the barbell shrugged ecosystem. And I was like, Oh, so rad. So great to meet you. Um, by the time we finished lifting, we all sat down and we were just hanging out. And I was like, what do you do? Like, 
why are we in Bentonville, Arkansas right now? Like, how do you have a family here? And he's like, well, I, uh, I'm the global buyer for merchandise retailer, retail merchandiser, whatever it is for Walmart. I was like, oh, 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 you like run all the protein in the whole world. Holy crap. I was like, why don't you have training programs next to the protein? It makes no sense. All these people are coming to buy this protein, but nobody has a training program to get them strong to actually need it. We've got a problem. We should solve this problem. He goes, okay, well, draw it up. Tell me what it looks like. How much is it going to cost? I was like, now I've got a real problem to solve. And uh, yeah, seven months went by of me struggling to figure out the language of how Coca-Cola and Walmart, these giant behemoth companies communicate with each other and UPC codes and figuring out products and how are we going to like put a product on a shelf and displays and like madness, total craziness out of my element. Um, but we are, we, we're a lot, there's like many considerations that have to go into getting into Walmart. Like one is the most important, like your price is going to get chopped. So I originally thought that's like a $20 product would go great. That's like over 50% off of what we normally sell our programs for. Well, it turns out if you're a $20 product, you're like the most expensive person on the shelf in performance nutrition. You're basically the, the same cost um, as like a, th uh, a low quality three pound tub of protein. Well, no one's going to buy my ebook for the same amount as the protein. So you have to figure out a way to what we did figure out a way to get our price point below $10. So it's $9 and 48 cents. That was like problem number one. Then it's like, how are we going to deliver this? Well, if we can do it through an ebook, we can put a gift card on the shelves so they can take them off, pay for them. And then as soon as they pay for them, it prints a serial code on their receipt to which they can then go download the book. Beautiful. Cuts our costs. We don't have to print books. Uh, all like, they have some sort of physical product that they're walking up with. Um, and then the idea of creating a display and um, actually getting the message across uh, has been really, really cool. And we went down there to do shows with them. And one of the coolest parts, I mean, there, there isn't like a CEO or somebody that does well in business anymore that uh, doesn't do crossfit or have a personal trainer or f45 or some sort of like structured strength training type program where they're aware that you need to have a certain amount of protein and probably some leafy green vegetables like those days are just over where in order to survive in a high intensity work environment where you're trying to get better and a PL is really important you need to have quality food quality thoughts, quality training. And the Walmart ecosystem is run by people that snatch 225. I, I was sharing a barbell with them. I know that for a fact. I was with them. And you can't walk into the store and look at the people you're serving and think you're doing a good job when you live your life a certain way. And then the people that you're selling to don't even have access to a quality training program for a price point that they can get to because they can't afford personal trainers. They can't afford CrossFit classes. So how do we, how do we get 
quality training programs to them. And it just happened to be in the right place at the right time with the right idea and enough experience and enough grind to figure it out um, how we were going to deliver what I really believe is the very first like legitimate strength and conditioning program to shelves of Walmart. Well, so, so talk to me a little bit more about that. He said it's $9, 48 cents. You have three options, right? You have strength, burn, and cardio. Is that correct? Correct. So the two of them are at home training programs. And this morning I actually led a, so we, the way that the Walmarts are set up performance nutrition sits in the pharmacy. And the right, far- like where the Lenny and Larry's cookies are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so my goal, and this is a part of this thing that is so cool to me, I've spent the last, my whole life basically, an overwhelming percentage of my life trying to get people, including myself, to put 10 pounds on their deadlift. And now I'm talking to pharmacists about why when somebody comes in for their type 2 diabetes medicine we need to also be telling them that there's a fitness program right behind them in which that requires no equipment that they can go and do quality training in their house or in their garage or in their yard wherever it is um we've written the the cardio program starts with walking because there's so many people that just need to get out and learn really how to be motivated to, to go walk for 10 minutes and then turn that into 11. And hopefully in six weeks, we can get a light jog out of them. Um, it's a demographic that I've never really thought of as somebody that I want to work with. But our ability to be like at scale and really make an impact is beyond cool to me. There's a reason why most people haven't even tried because it's hard. And so- yeah, go through such a go ahead. I was gonna say with that hard, the strength, I assume you need some equipment. Is that is yeah, that that's, the one? Yeah, that's so the the fat loss and the cardio conditioning endurance program uh is no equipment and then you do need a gym. Uh, but it's 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 very basic in that um twenty four hour fitness would twenty four hour fitness, some of those things are so nice now. Um, oh, like yeah. a planet fitness, like you have a pull-up bar, you got a basic barbell, even, even like the, the makeshift barbells where they can't move the weights off of them. It's just yeah. a straight bar with weights on the end. And we do curls with, yeah, you're crushing it. Like that's, it's, it's very basic stuff, but, um, it implements a lot of just really good strength conditioning, fundamental stuff that people have never had the opportunity to buy at a price point that's that low. So are those you mentioned six weeks. Are they somewhere around 30 days, six weeks? Exactly. And are they um, meant to be repeated? Uh, ideally, they will then look for the next program. Uh, if they Which want is available to stay. on barbellshrug.com. It's very, very, <laughs> very, very intelligent of you. Um, and yes. Walmart's okay with that. Yeah, I mean, they're in our ecosystem. I also want them listening to our show. I want them, I mean, if they want to do the program over and over and over again, they can. Um, fantastic. They'll still continually get stronger. They could probably do the program for like two years in a row and continually to see results. Oh, of course, especially if they're completely new to exercise. Yeah. Um, so... But that was like a really cool thing that came out of the call this morning with all the pharmacists. Like they're all looking for, they're, they're in this position 
because we're in the pharmacy, they're behind the counter, they're like the head person in charge. They're, they're the one that has all the authority in that section. And people come to them all the time and say, I need to get my medication. And my doctor told me that I need to start exercising and eating better. And there's nothing there. So they have to go and do what? They don't do anything. Yeah, they do there's nothing no or they listen to some friend of theirs that lost 20 pounds on. Yeah. Do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is what were the difficulties in writing a program where this person picking it up may have never touched a weight like deadlift? What's that? But then also I'm sure you want to attract some people that are like, Oh, I want to get back into it for 10 bucks. It's worth picking up this ebook. Yeah. If you think about just kind of like the most fundamental things, like we're not doing power cleans, we're not doing snatches, obviously. Um, but what are like the most essential? We need some pull-ups. We need back squats or front squats, probably back squats because it's just more common and people are more aware of that. Um, deadlifts, bent rows, like bench press. We could get, we can go a long ways adding five pounds to the bar with beginner and intermediate athletes in just those five. And then how we put accessories on top of that in my eyes, I just, it's, it's exposure, it's increased volume. And we want to develop some sort of mind muscle connection where people are like feeling muscles. Yes, they're going to be sore, which will make them feel it. But, um, you know, general progressive overload and very general strength training for most people. And I say most basically for me too, even after all these years goes a long ways. In a, in a six-week block, um, the, the cardio program was probably the hardest one because we had to think, if, if I was to write a program just for the shrugged population that's been listening to the show for one to three years, you wouldn't write, like, walking's okay. But how do, how do you progress somebody over six weeks to a walking distance that they feel good and that they – probably exceeded their own expectations of what they were capable of that's that's challenge actually it's it's uh doing it to a population that you don't have a ton of experience or a ton of like knowledge in in what their actual capabilities are um, and then the at-home fat loss program is just it's very hit focused um it's hard to really do complex strength training but um there's more like athletic-y type movements in there um in general hit training the 30-day program how how often does it run for them is it every other day five days a week for six weeks and then how how long are they expected to work out on those days uh it's about 30 minutes of actual training time that's that's one thing that just as a as a whole we have gotten very aware of is the amount of time that people will actually dedicate to being in the gym or working out. Um, I think that's the biggest misconception. And, you know, it's minimal effective dose for most of us, right? If you're going to have, like we talked about earlier, you don't need more than 30 if you're doing it right. Yeah. 30 is like a long time. You can really turn a clock on and get after it for 15 minutes and you're good. Yeah. I think yesterday I set up a 30 minute, workout with my wife we were just doing like uh it was like conditioning plus just some movement 
like partner style. One person's doing some lunges and the other person and some swings. And I was like, we'll just row for like 30 minutes, keep it at moderate conversational pace. And we'll see it by three rounds. I was like, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think, I don't think we need to go any further. She was like, good. I'm set. This is, is plenty. Let's get back to normal life. One of the biggest lessons you learn. So November 6th, is that what you said is the official launch date? If listeners are like, cause this is great for listeners to be like, Hey mom. I'm not even asking people to go buy a program. If they're listening to this show, they're already spending 150 plus dollars a month on they have enough money to go buy four of them and still spend less money than they would if they bought one of my normal programs. So go buy three of them. Go like, this is the, this is like my, my, my call to the people. And I feel like I'm like a, like a rapper launching my first single and I'm telling everybody to go out and buy them, but I have to do it. This thing is more important than adding 10% or 10 pounds to your deadlift. Like I promise you. Because one day I'm going to walk into Walmart and I'm going to meet somebody that has type 2 diabetes and has kids and tell me that at some point along the way they found fitness through these programs and it radically shifted their, fa- their family and it radically shifted the way that they feel this physical freedom in life and it gave them the ability to live. And I cannot have 20 stores and make this thing successful. But the only way to do it is for us as the fitness people that we normally talk to, to go out and support this because it's really important for us to meet the underserved populations and get them the tools that we all take for granted. It's just a terrible word because we all love fitness and we don't really take it for granted, but it's, it's always accessible to us. We live in places that have gyms all over the place. You're in Denver. There's probably eight gyms in walking distance to you. Um, like the people that are doing CrossFit just and and have personal trainers, we have access to things that many people in these underserved uh, communities just don't have. And therefore they also are dealing with a host of health issues that we just don't even know about. Like we hear numbers about a 42% obesity rate and it doesn't make any sense because when we walk outside, everyone's healthy. You walk into your gym, everyone's healthy. Our bubble is not what America looks like. And right now we have this super cool opportunity to support these programs, get these programs to your friends, get them to your parents, whoever it is, and really be able to drive the numbers on these through the people that listen to these shows and go to CrossFit gyms and get and, and buy the programs um, so that we can get them into North Dakota and we can get them into Minnesota and places that just, I don't know anybody that lives there. Like, I don't know how to get where all the Walmarts are outside of these specific communities and having a great product on the shelf at a great price. Those are really like, that's like my, my model right now is meeting every pharmacist in Walmart and talking to the people that I know will listen to us, which is the functional fitness strength community, CrossFit community. Um, And I think that as a whole, we have this ability to really make an impact. And when I talk to pharmacists and they're telling me about type two diabetes and they're telling me about these people that come to their counter that don't have access to like fitness, I just, 
in a way I barely even understand it because I've had fitness my whole life. I've had access my whole life. And then to hear what they're telling me, it's a completely different story. But in order for me to get into the small towns that have Walmarts or the, the suburbs that are built around Walmarts as like housing developments, um, like town, town planning just around the Walmart, um, these 20 stores have to be a success. Walmart.com has to be a success. And um, that's why so I'm, I'm- We can get these on Walmart.com? These will be available on Walmart.com. Um, I'm not 100% sure of the exact date because there's a lot of like things that have to happen and um, just on the, the tech side of stuff. Um, but yes, we will be available on Walmart.com. Um, and if you just follow me at Anders Varner on Instagram or Barbell Shrugged, we're talking about it on every show, on every everything we're doing because um, I want to be in 2,000 stores. I want to be in 3,000 stores. Like, uh, there's a massive business that could happen, but right now it's 20 stores. We'll be lucky if we break even um, on 20 stores. But when we do, they'll know that this thing works and we'll be able to go places that doors will open for fitness that we never ever thought were possible. Well, and, and I think that's really what's important. Affiliate owners, the coaches that are listening need to realize that. You know, you might be thinking, oh, I want people in my box. These people that are buying this, one day are going to be your members. And not only that, you know, just the more people in this world that exercise, the more people that are eventually going to join your box, the more, yeah. the more somebody buys your program, they cure their type two diabetes, their friend hears it and doesn't buy the program, but says, Hey, I'm going to join a gym. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's, what's really cool to me. And I mean, love him or hate him. Coach Glassman started this thing a long time ago and, I think this is kind of what he's been at. You know, this has really been the goal for 20 years now. And, you know, his, his message is being received by people despite, you know, him kind of not being involved anymore, at least undercover somewhere. Yeah. But uh, it, it's cool that, you know, what he put out there in February 10th, 2001 is now, you know, almost 20 years later, going to be on the shelves of Walmart curing type 2 diabetes. So it's really, I mean, what you guys have done is phenomenal. I'm excited for it. I'm excited because I think someone like my mom, I can buy this and be like, Hey mom, go to, you know, she lives in the old person place in Florida and go to the little gym there and follow this program. And it's specifically write, written in a way that it will make sense. Um, I'm excited about it. I think that we just have, I feel like we've made such an impact in the way that people just consume educational content and strength conditioning and CrossFit. Um, but when you think about real impact, I think this is probably the greatest opportunity and we're going to do it. I'm excited. I can't oh. wait. 2000 stores, 3000 stores. Every, I don't know how many Walmarts there are, but all of them. like 5,500. I would have thought more, but Hey, you know, what's going to be cool is the memes are going to change, right? The memes of the, the, it's not, yeah, but that's the thing. Like you can't be the 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 general manager of a Walmart that's doing how many zeros are in a billion that many zeros a year in revenue out of one store and go in and then be represented by the people of Walmart Instagram account you can't it doesn't feel right it's inauthentic it, that guy or that lady they know that that doesn't work you're not serving your customers the right way 
when we went down there, I went into the coolest Walmart you've ever been in in your life. Not even like the regular in, Walmart. I've not gone to many Walmarts, but you don't I'm have sure. to. You don't have to. See, I'm going to change that too. You're going to be proud to go into Walmart. The thing about this Walmart is it was the nicest Walmart you've ever seen in your whole life. They had a Walmart clinic, which is beta tested. And one of my buddies is the personal trainer inside the Walmart clinic. And he is teaching people how to sit down and stand up off chairs so that they lose weight and find out where their glutes are. And that's super important because right. now Walmart has a personal trainer inside the store and it's being beta tested right now in Bentonville and they're going to roll it out. And that means there'll be personal trainers teaching people how to do it. Like one-on-one -on -one communication on the best ways to get in shape. That's phenomenal. And then when I went from the clinic into the pharmacy, which is part of the main store where our products are going to be sitting, that you walk in there and they had like Whole Foods lights. It was like legit. It was so legit. They had, it was the bright lights where you felt like the sun was shining on you and all you wanted to do was give them more money because it felt so good. It warmed you. It was like a little sauna light coming on you. It was incredible. It was so nice. Everything was so bright. There was stores. There were so many items and everything was organized beautifully. When you walked into the protein section, it was so bright. There was so many beautiful colors inside. I was like, I can't wait because right next to that beautiful protein is going to be three training programs. One is going to be no equipment. The other one will be no equipment. And the other one's going to be at a gym and you're going to be able to go get jacked. You're going to call it the jacked people of Walmart. That's what it is. <laughs> New Instagram handle. Right? I love it. Hopefully they'll be available. Our listeners are all over the world. So hopefully they can check it out on walmart.com. And I'm sure if they follow you and Barbell Shrugged, you're going to announce when it's available online endlessly <laughs> too much you'll you'll know whether you follow him or not but <laughs> no, i think it's just super impressive that you guys are doing this and it's just you know proud to be a part of a community that's changing the world so i appreciate you having you guys. me man yeah Thank no, you. this is great well i'll let you get back to the diesel dad workout i'm gonna go do it right now and hey, what's in store today uh well when we were in bentonville i'm so there's only two things that go on in Bentonville. One of them is um, Walmart, and the other one is mountain biking. And they've spent, the town has spent, I say the town, the city has spent over a million dollars per mountain biking mile in that city. Um, and it's gorgeous. It's basically like going to a giant um, like snowboard park where there's like cool hills and everything's decked out. And I'm such an amateur that, I made it about 90 minutes before I went over the handlebars and dropped about eight foot onto my left shoulder and separated it really, really well. Um, that's Ooh, two yeah. weeks later and it doesn't go that far anymore. Um, so I got about six weeks of recovery, but uh, I'm going to do some rowing. I can, I can keep the arms low and row and then probably clean and jerks with the kettlebell because there aren't many other things that we can do. Hey, that's the cool thing about fitness. You can always get at it no matter what's going on and how busy you are, how injured yeah. you are, or whether or not you shop at Walmart. There's, right? always, there's always opportunity to get fit. So, Can you believe Walmart is <laughs> buying real strength and conditioning programs? It's, it's you know what? And nothing surprises me in 2020. So Right? Global pandemic, Walmart's got fitness programs. I mean, Let's hopefully, go. you know, whoever wins in a couple of weeks, they're going to realize, hey, we need to be healthy. We need to be fit. You know? I couldn't think of a better time for, do you believe in like the universe working for you? Of course. I got the secret yeah. right over there. Beautiful, right? 
coming out of a pandemic, probably going to have a new president. Hopefully there'll be some more communication about the importance of getting outside, having some sunshine, moving, maybe going for a walk, maybe losing a little bit of weight. And there's gonna be a whole lot of people. The most affected group of people are the ones that we are going to be handing programs to for $9.48. And I think that as the messaging changes and as we're able to like really dig into this in the new year, I think we're just at this critical moment in which I was in that room at the right time, at the right place, with the right idea and the right loud mouth to get me in to make the biggest impact we can possibly make. Well, and like they say, stronger people are harder to kill. So there you go. it's good timing. Thank you very much, Anders. I look forward to it. I look forward. My mom's going to get it for Hanukkah this year. There and, it is. Um, and I look forward to checking it out and telling everybody about it. So thanks for coming on. Awesome. Keep us posted. And, you know, when, when the second revolution is ready to go out or the next program, we'll have it right back on. Beautiful. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.